0: We take a single episode of a science fiction TV series and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. This is the Fusion Patrol podcast. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And tonight we're looking at the Night Stalker episode, Malum. Or Malum. Or Malum. (sighs) Carl Kolchak is being questioned by the police, as is police detective Carver. A tragedy has happened, and it is clear that the police want to help one of their own and send Kolchak down the river for the crime, whatever it was. Kolchak has been investigating mysterious deaths happening in and around a possibly abused child, Justin Seaver, and his decidedly creepy father, Ezekiel. As the bodies mount up, Kolchak builds his case against Ezekiel, while Justin tries to get himself a new home with his friend Ryan and Ryan's father, Detective Carver. Ryan is kidnapped, and the case culminates with Detective Carver killing Ezekiel during the rescue. Too late, Kolchak realizes that it is Justin that is possessed by evil, and that Ezekiel was an exorcist trying to keep the boy's evil under control. This was all Justin's plan to get free of Ezekiel, and now he has a new home with Detective Carver, who is unaware of what he is. Soon, Justin has been murdered, Detective Carver has admitted to the crime, and the police want to pin it all on Carl Kolchak. Okay. Okay. Um. What's your take on this episode?
1: Well, it's not a flawless episode, but it's 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 kind of like um, it's one of these sort of ghost story type horror short story. It's it's a short story format, and it's pretty well crafted. And
0: I thought it worked really well. Hmm. Um. And and you know, I it's demonic possession and and um that's kind of on the low end of the scale of supernatural fun stuff for me but it but it was it was well pretty good but, well you know if you're I, gonna between it like say a vampire and an exorcism I, I would go with a vampire it, it's just because demons are just... They're just nasty, you know. There's no fun there. But uh, but anyway, I want to ask you the question: Does the uh, does this narrative structure of having it told from the past and the framework of the cop I- is that help this story along, or is it just kind of filler that they put in there? Would it be as good if they didn't do it?
1: I would it be as good? Uh, or would it be better? I i i th- i think it I think it worked. Up to a point, um, I started out thinking, "What you know? What what the hell is going on here? Um, are they are they trying to set up something that is?" Um a throwback to Kolchak because we although we have these kind of little talky intros very sort of you know words on screen buzz phrases hmm. kind of this is what this week's episode is about at the start and a sort of corresponding little wrap-up at the end what we don't have is any equivalent to Darren McGavin Kolchak chatting away into his tape recorder setting the thing up kind of doing an info dump to give all of the background and this couldn't help but remind me of that because we've got Kolchak sitting down and, and recounting what happens and then we see it happening on the screen. But obviously it's more than that because we've got the question of what actually is, is going on here. What is it that the detective wants because he's clearly got a bit of a hidden agenda and then halfway through um, we get carver is it A, yeah Carver, uh, detective carver uh, so we we get his version of the narrative and things start to sort of play off against each other and all of that all of that kind of worked quite well i thought the slight flaw i think in that structure was that when it came to the wrap-up there's Well, there is a sort of, there's a twist, there's a payoff, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's a question left in my mind, which comes right back to what the, the kind of original plot is about, which is how does killing
0: Justin, what,
1: what does that do to the spirit? Good question.
0: So, so I'm going to, I'm going to put a hashtag spoiler out there. (laughs) Not Not that all our episodes are all spoiler all the time. Um, Detective Carver's son kills Justin in the end. Didn't Carver. you just say
1: that in the pre-see?
0: Did I? No, I didn't. No, I said that Carver has admitted to the crime. Okay, I, I did. I did skirt it. I wasn't planning on keeping it as a secret because it's important to some of the themes of the episode. But, but I, I, am going to say it here but for the sake just, of this now we just discussion, the
1: last four minutes. Well. For the, for, Every, everything
0: else in the episode, people already know about. The last yeah. four minutes would have been a surprise. Well, I think I think what they've done, where I was going to get, and and we'll come back to the question of where did the spirit go? Um, I'm not going to forget that, probably. No, I won't <laughs> forget it. Is I think the narrative structure works to guide you away from that twist ending. You know, they we as you say, they start off with questioning Kolchak, and it's clear that the cop... Is trying to be silky smooth and sweet, but but he's definitely got an agenda behind it, and that agenda is not in Carl's favor.
1: <clears throat> Which you know it, that that isn't new. But note how the policeman, in order to get the thing that he wants, doesn't shout all the time.
0: Right. I, I don't know that anybody are you, are would be fooled by, by
1: 1974, it. cold
0: Kolchak. <laughs> I, I don't know that would have fooled anybody though, because I think Kolchak was pretty in tune that this guy was not trying to help his help him in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, then, his two, yeah, two didn't get him any further, did it? May, maybe a quarter of a way through the episode. Um, that's when we first see that also Detective Carver is also being questioned. And as soon as those questions start being asked by the cop, which you can see he's very sympathetic and, you know, he's basically putting words in his mouth. <clears throat> Come on, Kolchak, put these crazy ideas in your head. Kolchak, you know, it's clear that Carver is there for the crime and that the police want to swap it. OK, the whole time. Well, they so, want mitigation. Yeah, they want to mitigate it somewhere. They may, they may not be able to get may get him off from murder, But they might get him off from murder one, and they might be able to get Kolchak put away for, for doing one of their own because that's the way they are in, in, in TV cop land. And maybe in TV real land, I don't know. But, you know, in TV cop land, they're definitely TV looking, real land. Yeah, they're looking for uh, 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 to, to protect their own as much as they possibly can. And so, you know, once we've hit that point, I think we as the audience... Who know Kolchak is not really guilty. I mean, I I think. I don't don't think we believe Kolchak murdered his wife. And I don't think we believe that Kolchak is involved in killing an innocent, who at this time we think is probably the father in the course of the episode. Um, But, you know, we can understand how somebody running around saying, oh, there's vampires, there's vampires, could have possibly led someone like a policeman think back to the original movie you know if he'd convinced a policeman yeah, yeah. there was a cop then a policeman might have gone off and done the the vigilantism and killed well, okay, so but there's a there's and, a and, you know I, but I think we think the cop did it right I mean I, I think yeah, that's what the audience yeah. is supposed to fully believe that the cop really did kill somebody and Kolchak did put the idea in his head but maybe not the idea to kill him um and so <sighs> we see that there's no question about it that is what we see but right at that moment that's where we're in and it turns that that's not the case. The cop didn't kill him, right? The cop is protecting his son, and so he is never going to back down. Sorry, are we we talking about Ezekiel, or are we talking about Justin? We are talking about the murder of Justin. I think Carver Carver is being sent down the river for the murder of Justin. Ezekiel they're going to consider an a justifiable killing in the line of duty. He kidnapped a kid, all the evidence pointed to him kidnapping the kid. He's found with the kid. This kid's screaming for help when Dad shows up and he puts a bullet in him, and that May have been a little bit uh, harsh, (laughs) but, you know, they're going to they're going to he might get a suspension or he might get a a reprimand for, you know, not calling. Well, he did call for backup. Right. So, I mean, Justin went to him because he was his dad, but also because Justin was manipulating events. So it kind of makes sense. He was the first responder on scene and and. You know that's why you don't take cases that directly involve your own family, as you get overemotional. So he's not at fault, but I think he's being put down for for Justin's murder, which is cold-blooded, calculated, slit his throat while he was sleeping, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. So well, yes, although yes. we don't we don't we, know that at that point in the story,
1: we don't we, know it, but we but we no we ha, we ha, so the difference is we haven't seen that, but mm-hmm. I still think that all that is being asserted by the detective is that Kolchak was dishonest in that uh, the detective suggests that he drew the picture that Justin drew. Yes. Um, so he was he was putting ideas into uh, uh, Carver's Dick- head, Carver's in. yeah. su- you know, suggesting that Justin had drawn it when really he hadn't drawn it in order to lead him to commit an action. There was never any suggestion that it was actually Kolchak's hand on the knife. And presumably no. that's because there was no forensic evidence to support that and forensic evidence suggests that, no, it was Carver who did it
0: i I so, agree so it, the
1: so the, the legal question i've got is because all I've, i' i don't know much about your legal system except for what's on law and order. is it actually a crime to lie to someone about a drawing in order to get them to kill someone, or are they responsible for the killing themselves?
0: I would guess that there's probably um uh, some liability there legally. Yeah, I mean, it just I would, see, I would it guess. I mean, if you if you went off me. and told a if you went off and told somebody that um, you know, all right, let's let's say I saw some stupid meme on the internet the other day. It's a perfectly good example of it, where some idiot was showing this guy took a picture and said this guy is an ex-U.S. Marine and his daughter was raped by two Muslims. And so he went and shot him, stand with him. And, you know, A, it was a picture of some guy that wasn't actually had anything to do with it. Somebody had stolen it. There was no, there was no rape there. He had no daughter. There were no Muslims. There was no murder. The whole thing was a complete fake to get right wing nut jobs running around going, yes, he should have shot the guy. But, but the point of the matter is, is that had it been a real situation and the his daughter was raped and somebody had said to him yeah i saw those two guys do it and he went off and killed those two guys yeah the guy that misidentified them would probably get get some censure of some kind he's not going to be accused of murder but but then if he did it you if he, he did it because he hated those guys right so if he if he did it because he thought those guys hated and he thought there would be some reason that they would get into trouble by doing it then yes he's absolutely he's committing but some he, form of a crime and and Col, if kolchak manufactured evidence to convince a cop to go kill a guy yeah absolutely he'd have some culpability if that were true
1: he would need he would need to know well okay no i'm i i can see, i can see where i can see where you're going there? Because there's—it's a matter of intent. Well, I'm not a lawyer, and anyway, this is Los Angeles, so yeah. who knows? But I, I can see that you could get somewhere with that on a legal basis if, if Kolchak knew that what he was doing was going to lead the cop to murder the boy, and or, I cannot see any prosecution actually making that case, or for that matter, the detective believing that he was ever going to make that case. So it it seems—it seems to me, and in, and in fairness, I'm not sure the suggestion is there for anything stronger in the episode that all they're doing. Is fishing around for something to use in Carver's defence. They're not really expecting yeah. to nail Kolchak for anything. Not legally. for the murder. No,
0: but but but, but consider- and,
1: th- and that and that t- that tallies with the softly softly approach. They're not they're not going in hard because they know that he didn't kill him. If yeah, well, and and it, and if they did, if if Kolchak just shuts up, there's no way they're going to get anything. So their their best bet is to try and elicit by sweetness, uh, something that then they can use in the defense
0: of Carver. Let me ask you another question, because we've seen this in other episodes of Kolchak. I'm sure we've seen this and probably in the X-Files. We've certainly seen it in real life. Um, Charles Manson uh, incites other people to commit murder. Mm-hmm. Culpable or not? I mean, if that's what Kolchak has done here. Well, if he's, if he's cul- filled cul- that guy's head is- with stupid ideas so that he goes off and starts committing murder there is there is definitely some there is definitely some guilt there uh it- there, de- there definitely is there definitely is you and i can agree on that and every other viewer of
1: the show can agree on that but we're not police detectives and therefore we're not having to operate within providing evidence of a crime committed mm. and that's but- that's the that's the difference you you can argue the culpability but uh, and, and and clearly in cases where you know you the, the x-files examples um, and in uh, i forget what the earlier episode was called but the e- fewer yeah, four people you meet right yeah. stalker but that was it people you meet now and so in those cases where you've got something uh, paranormal going on then clearly the law is inadequate to deal with it because the law is not really based around made up stuff mm. But we certainly we, we certainly, as viewers say, oh no this is, this is terrible what he 's done, except we don 't with Kolchak because he hasn 't done it,
0: right, right, but we are for the first time possibly seeing the consequences of his actions of running around crying, werewolf, you know, uh, which we 've never seen in the past because Kolchak has always been the guy well, that goes off and does yes
1: ex- ex- except that
0: this story is not revealed in that order we, what we 're getting right. is. Well, we're getting a, we're getting a double bluff in this episode too. I mean, at at the point where we realize that Carver is committed some crime and that the police want Kolchak to be in some way implicated to help mitigate Carver, we think it's Ezekiel that's been killed, which he has, but yeah. but you know, we we think that's the crime that we're talking about because we've been Indeed. led down the garden path that he's the he is the evil Committing the murders, which I think in that case, I think they've done an exceptional job of doing a, a, a true almost double double whammy on you in this story, um, which is one of the reasons I like the structure well, like, of this one. It's 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 triple, it's triple because it's it's not Ezekiel who
1: they're actually trying. Mm-hmm. That he, he's not the issue from a from a legal point of view. They just right. brush that off, but. Uh, So, so there's one of your twists. Actually, it's Justin that's been killed. But of course, the other twist is who killed him.
0: Right. That's the yeah. Well, I guess the two twists is uh, who we think the who the audience thinks is, and then who actually killed him. Yeah, those are the two twists. Those were the two twists. I was thinking. But anyway, I mean, it, 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 you know, it it kind of. I don't know that if they told the story in in linear fashion without the without the priming of the cop, you know, basically telling us, Colchak's fill in your head with these ideas. <laughs> you know, that, that that you would, if you watch this story in a linear fashion, if we'd get that, if it would be as good, I don't think, in this particular case. And I don't normally like flashback stories. So um, this is, or at least flashback stories where they bounce back and forth. I, I don't mind flashback stories if, you know, like at the start, they go, well, last week, da, da, da. I think it's a waste of time, but usually, but in this case it, it does add something to the layers of the story as we go through. Um, anyway, so so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my next question and then we can work our we can work your question as to what happens to the spirit in this into this, this little cluster of questions I have. Is the boy evil or is he a good boy possessed by evil? One, and is there a difference? Two, is Ezekiel trying to protect the boy? Is he trying to protect the world from the boy or is he trying to banish the evil in some way? And then we can ask the question is, does his behavior, once you know what's going on, does his behavior actually add up once we know that the boy was the evil one in the end? And so, you know, I think that comes down to whether or not the boy is evil or whether the boy is possessed. And so what would happen? Does whose behavior add up? Ezekiel's. So, for example, I'll give, okay. you, I'll give, you, I'll give you a case. At the beginning of the episode, the boy is carving the word "malum" into the tree, and the the teacher stops him and confiscates the knife. And creepy old Ezekiel, with his eye light on and the camera casting on his kind of wonky eyes, is like, "That knife is his. Give it back to him. Give him back his knife. It's his knife. It ain't yours." <laughs> like, and you're thinking, oh, "Okay, father. he's that dangerous as all heck." But then you it. think about it. And you think about it after the fact. He's like, "Oh no, he's doing that to try to protect the teacher." Yes, <laughs> didn't work. But, but you know, when you're watching it, it...
1: I, yes, I thought that. I thought that. And I thought, yes, that does
0: make perfect sense. Throughout the rest of the film, do some of the actions of Ezekiel make sense in that same way? Like um, when the boy has the welts on his back and then Ezekiel comes in and he says, now, come on, boy, make this right. And then the welts are gone. What, what is... Why would the boy make it right if making it right is convincing him that he ought to go back with Ezekiel if that's not what he wants? Couldn't quite figure out what Ezekiel was trying to get there. I mean, Ezekiel he's trying was to get
1: the... again, trying to protect, trying to protect Dr. Lawrence or whatever her name was.
0: I don't I don't actually quite understand not, not the successfully. reason. Yeah, I don't understand why Dr. Lawrence got killed anyway because she was trying to do exactly what the boy wanted, which was to get him away from Ezekiel. You know, so that that one kind of didn't make any sense. I get the teacher; he pissed off the boy, but but I didn't quite get why Lawrence was killed. It makes unless it's just strictly a framing device. It's like okay, people will think Ezekiel's mad at her, so therefore I will kill her. I, I guess so that it will look suspicious on him because yeah, it wouldn't it look works like that. Yeah, you know, but why Mm. or it works because she she failed in his eyes but it seems like the boy was complicit in her failure because the way ezekiel is saying it to him make this right boy and then the welts are gone and i guess we could think that ezekiel has used his magic powers to make the welts go away but obviously if the boy is the one with the power he's the one that made the welts go away so he intentionally yes, right. misled Doctor Lawrence. Ezekiel doesn't have. Ezekiel has power over the boy, right? I don't know. Well, I, he must have. That's a that's a very good. Was part of that question. I mean, what what exactly is Ezekiel doing with this boy? Is he still trying to exercise him? Is he well, just trying to keep him? To, well, okay. So let's let's go back to
1: your your questions because I've answered the third one. Well, I, I my answer to the third one is yes. Okay. My answer to the first one is the spirit's evil, and
0: my answer to the second one is uh, all three. Yes do we do we do we see any evidence that there's any good in the boy at all or is he 100 percent the demon we are seeing the actions of the demon but that's because the boy is possessed
1: that doesn't mean that the boy is bad it means that he is possessed by a demon
0: well, I guess where I'm getting at is do we ever see the boy try to peek through a or is the demon always no, but that doesn't one hundred percent he's just he's a demon there. child.
1: Okay. He's not hundred percent demon child. He's a he's a child possessed by a demon.
0: But but what does that you know does that mean when he gets up in the morning and he's eating his fruit loops for breakfast, that this is the demon in possession of his body making him eat, making him watch the cartoons? Or is is that I I guess that's I guess that's my point is if there's nothing redeeming in this child at least as we see it the facing of the child who is in control of the face and the mask and the actions of the child it's the demon all the time the possession all the time is that that's is what that the... we,
1: that's what we're seeing we are seeing the child possessed he's been possessed since since his mother when was when he was adopted by Ezekiel yes yeah, since when yes yeah, since when his mother died hmm. So all, all we are seeing is the possessed child. But we never see why Ezekiel, he defers Ezekiel to Ezekiel. Ezekiel wants to rescue the child, so he wants to exorcise the demon. He also wants
0: to protect the world from the possessed child. Then what is it that Ezekiel can do to make the child defer to him? Why, why didn't the kid just kill Ezekiel? Are we supposed to believe it's because he's well, a priest? He,
1: yeah, I think so. I mean that's the point, isn't it? He's an exorcist. He he may not be a very good one because not, obviously yes, he hasn't Nevada finished his studies, yeah. <laughs> but he has to be a not too bad one, and clearly that you know, that is that is where there is some power that he has.
0: Because then when Kolchak comes out of the house and he's now realized that the child is quote his words, in charge. Yeah. Ezekiel is the prisoner. The child is in charge. It's like Uh, that would imply that Ezekiel has no power over the child. No, no. So, I don't know. I mean, that was probably my biggest complaint in this episode is that, you know, sometimes when they're building things to frame the father in the audience's mind, which is what they're doing, that they haven't necessarily thought them through if you then turn them around and say you know in advance that the kid was that the kid's in charge or that the as kolchak says or or that the kid is the evil one and of course i watched it this time knowing that
1: it does make sense the kid is the kid is the evil one and that doesn't mean ezekiel has no power and it wouldn't make sense if it did mean that he had no power i mean none of it would make any sense if he had no power because if the kid
0: didn't want to be with him he would just leave and so and yet the kid yeah well yeah certainly is trying to leave certainly is arranging for the murder I wish they'd gotten a little bit more of that in this, in this story. Um a bit more of what? Of, of, of what it was that Ezekiel had the ability to do with the child. You know, what what was his limit?
1: I don't know. I mean, I... I he I wasn't stopping it was him strange... from
0: murdering people. I mean, it was... <laughs> Right and left. Well, he well he was, but he was trying to. He was trying
1: to. It, that that much was clear. When you know, when the reveal comes, and that it's it's well, it's all there for you to see before it comes. And I, you know, I got I got there slightly before Kolchak, but not so much that Kolchak seemed stupid, which um, seemed good. I I think it was when Justin was watching the cartoon that I clicked, and Kolchak. Gets it two minutes later in the bedroom, I think. So he's not far behind. But, you know, I, I, I thought that was well done. And I think, I mean, there are obviously different ways of doing exorcism things. But if you if you had gone down that route of showing a lot more of the exorcist's powers, and I've, you kind of go into that whole projectile vomiting area mm-hmm. of doing this. Or even, you know, I mean, the, the big comparison for me is uh, Joe Ahern's apparitions mm. um you, you you mentioned that you prefer vampires to uh demons and of course um johan is the guy who wrote and directed the ultraviolet series right and i'm I may have mentioned apparitions when we talked about that um quite a while back yes. now but i hadn't seen it at the time and it you know it's it it's kind of very similar and it's got the same very grounded real life vibe it's just it so happens that demons are real in the way, same way that It just so happens that vampires were real in ultraviolet and uh, and so that does have a lot more of the exorcism thing but there's still the kind of uh, sort of shaking and eyes rolling back in the head and all that kind of stuff and you, you can do all of that but kind of it'll overpower whatever else is in the story especially if all you've got is 40 minutes on this and then next week we're moving on to werewolves
0: or whatever it's going to be Mm. um do you think and i'll I'll try this um the teacher was killed by quote unquote a lightning strike which according to the Mm -hmm. pattern of the strike on his body the lichtenberg figure or whatever it was uh is going the wrong way from bottom to up and then it's revealed that that pattern looks like the roots of the tree under which he had been scolding the kid for cutting stuff into the tree who was that for Who is that marker for Like, <laughs> you know what what why did why did our demon boy do that because that seems like it must be intentional as opposed well, to I think it
1: was it was for himself wasn't
0: it? it wasn't for anyone else i don't know i, I think he just did it to, because he, he, you thought he was well, sending a message well i don't know i mean he's not sending it to the dead man that's for sure but he, he's he must be intentional why wouldn't why would they draw the parallel between the roots and the why not just have an upside down lichtenberg figure in the story and just go well Kolchak? that just indicates that the lightning hit him from below isn't that weird enough? no but it looks like the tree hmm i don't know that that feels like it's sending a message to somebody to ezekiel i don't know but then the other murders didn't, that would strike me like that the other murders that we heard about the woman boiled by an electrical cable in her pool the the ceiling fan cutting somebody's head off oh okay that one's beyond my <laughs> <clears throat> all right I've hung enough ceiling fans. I'm not buying that one. I don't care how demonically <laughs> possessed it is.
1: But um, is. I'll, I'll, I'll are, agree with you on that one. It is was Perry correct? stretching credibility.
0: Is Perry half correct in that all three of those were electrical and that because Ezekiel was an electrician, it points to him? So is that the boy intentionally choosing electrical deaths to point the finger at Ezekiel? Or is that just Perry s- reaching for straws? Does, that, does right. that make sense? Is, is it just they put it in there for the story to give Perry something to do? Or is it, are we <laughs> supposed to believe that the boy actually was that cunning to, to make him all electrical deaths?
1: I yeah. I would I wouldn't have any problem believing he was that cunning. It seemed to me a bit of a reach to suggest that they were all some way connected with high voltage stuff. I could have I could have I could have gone with the power line in the pool. Mm-hmm. But a fan falling off the ceiling isn't high voltage. Yeah, and it would have stopped spinning as soon as it
0: but yeah. When, <laughs> and it so, the blades were made I, of wood, so the f- you know, head would not be actually chopped off at any speed, but
1: <laughs> whether whether, it w- whether that was there uh, to give Perry something to do is I think quite an interesting question because although I did very much like the way the episode told its simple short story with its twists in a very effective way for 42 minutes or however long it was, as an episode of Night Stalker it really didn't need Perry or Jane it didn't even have Vincenzo in it, Mm-mm. although I noticed Smith still got a credit and you know, it could have been it could have been as a loner, basically. Yeah. Um, it, so therefore, it could have been Darren Gavin Colchak. and it yeah, was good. But it but it hasn't gone any further to telling me what this this show is about. Okay, in, ter- uh, in terms of its regulars,
0: I will say though that for the little bit that Perry was in it, Jane's Jane's part was so. going uh, well, me mention it, but. You know, Perry was in it for basically two things. One, Kolchak starts his crazy idea, and Perry says, No, this is a story about an abused child. And this isn't a murder, this is an accidental, this is a freak accident death. Kolchak digs more, pulls up more stuff, and Perry says, You know something, Kolchak? You're right. These aren't freak accidents. And of course, then Perry goes for, here's how it could be electrical as a, you know, murder by electrical. He is showing that he's able to convince somebody with the the circumstantial evidence that he's come up with uh, or at least the narrative that he's constructing, he's showing that he can convince somebody that something evil is going on here, which of course plays into the ability to convince Detective Carver that something evil yeah. is going I'll, on here. I'll, which I'll, oddly enough he never that. did. He never okay, convinced I'll buy Carver at all.
1: But it that's that's Perry as a plot device, it's not as a yeah. character.
0: Uh, well the character is a plot device, isn't it, aren't they? Uh, uh, but she's not moving <laughs> the plot she's not moving the story along, I will agree. She is there, she is there to probably fulfill a contractual obligation. Uh Character and plot are not the same. Mm. You know, I, I agree they're not the same thing, but characters are capable of being plot points or moving a plot along or ha- being a plot point in certain cases. But anyway, um, I, I the what portrayal of there, there was in this, I appreciated. And she also, when Col- she knew Kolchak was in trouble, she was there to help him. There was no hesitation. There was no, it's like, we've got to go help him. And she gets in the car and drives over to uh, Ezekiel's place to try to distract him, knowing that Kolchak is brave. Breaking and entering, and and doing research. So, I mean, yes, yeah, she's not an integral part of the story, but but those appearances, that she, I, I I thought they served her as well as such a trivially small part could do in this episode. And Jane, wow, I appreciate they the were fact I appreciate the fact that when um, Kolchak was showing them at the morgue attendant, the, the lightning, even though Jane hadn't done a great job of research, he had at least done some research before showing up about the lightning strikes. That he was, you know, on the ball enough that when they mentioned the lightning death and Carl Kolchak calls them over there, he actually went, spent some time looking for information about it before he even... So I, I appreciate a character that does that—that that, that you know takes a certain amount of initiative I and, could do and so that. He could do more. Obviously, he could have you know known about not trying to bluff his way through the Lichtenberg uh, thing. But um, is it Lichtenberg? I can't remember now. I've got it written down here, but it's the Lichtenstein Lichten <laughs> Lichten. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Did we? Did anybody look that up to see if it's real? I didn't. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. What else do we have, that I have to ask you? It is, is it any point? Let me ask this question. The reason I'm asking about, uh, I asked about whether or not Ezekiel is, you know, who is he protecting? And, and, and you're, you're saying all three. So part of it is that Ezekiel is protecting the innocent boy that's possessed by the demon. Is that part of what I he's doing so. here? Okay. So it's so. we get to draw a parallel here. We get to draw a nice parallel here between Ezekiel protecting the Justin because Ezekiel is not doing a good job of not looking suspicious in fact he really is doing stuff to make himself look suspicious and so he is you know feeding the fodder that he is behind this stuff he is protecting the child that's exactly what detective carver is doing in the end he is protecting his son from the from the actions of evil if evil is the right word in this case, but the action of murder in this case. And I thought that was an interesting kind of father-son parallel uh, in the end. But yeah, where did the demon go? Did it hop into Ryan? That would be funnier than heck, you know, because Detective Carver is taking the blame and he's going to go down and then Ryan's going to get put, is there no mom? I don't know. I think there isn't. So is he going to get put in a foster home and is he possessed by the demon? Now. Or did the demon not realize what was happening and got got silenced with the boy?
1: No no no. There's 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 nothing to suggest he hopped into anyone else. No. But we I never even see wander. the crime
0: at all. I mean they, no. they I thought that was very interesting that I mean it makes sense because you wanna hide the you wanna hide the, the reveal of the crime because if we show Ryan doing it then there's nothing for the last paragraph Cole jack to you know, kind of basically say detective carver i know what happened um but it is it's very unusual for something that's that major to have no on screen anything that's kind of a bit why it felt like a short
1: story to me in the sense that it's for the narrator to decide how much to tell you and when and they can pull something out of the hat at the end whereas if you're showing everything on the screen and and yeah like you say it's the it's the flashback structure that allows you to do that so that's
0: why the story needed the flashback structure when when we knew that when we knew that the boy was murdered by having his throat slit, you know, they could have shown a flashback image of that that would not have revealed maybe not have revealed that it was Ryan instead of the dad, depending on how they shot it. But they just they chose not to, and I, I thought that was an interesting but it, well, an interesting choice. I thought it worked. Of, but I mean, yeah, but it also oh, yes, means no, we I don't.
1: Agree. I agree. I agree. It worked, and I think I think part of the problem with trying to show it would be if you excluded seeing who did it you would raise the question of who did it whereas this way i thought it was a much better job of simply conveying all of the guilt onto carver without there being any
0: question about it because mm-hmm. why would you question it right but it, it does uh leave us without any visual or story clue as to if any if the demon went anywhere we are the question yes. cannot be yes. answered i but, mean
1: i I, th- I think i think unless there's a the, sequel I think the suggestion is is the demon didn't go anywhere, but you maybe wonder why, because obviously it has been able to jump before, but maybe that was again because it you know, it was it being, was being exercised, exercised at the time and so maybe when it's exercised it goes somewhere else. So there's a possibility there. I have to say that I was expecting that the detective who was interviewing Kolchak and Carver might be possessed. <laughs> Because at some points his motives seem to be pretty unclear, mm. although you know, having having gone over it, it does seem like he was just trying to get some kind of mitigation from Kolchak.
0: I, I so I'm gonna. Uh throw out here. So in the the early part of the episode, uh, they have the grief. Dr. Lawrence is in doing grief counseling for all the students after the teacher's been killed by the lightning. This is very early in the story. This is literally before Detective Carver has even been, or even Ryan has been introduced. This is when Ryan is introduced. um, Ryan Carver. And um, they're, you know, drawing feelings, drawing stuff to get their feelings out. And um, when we see the picture, is the picture... Sufficiently, because there's a tree in the picture. Are are we? Did you take that to be some sort of representation of the scene of the death of the teacher, which we know it looks nothing like? Did, did yes. you take? Did you look at that and go, "What the heck does that mean?" Or I, I don't know. No, I took I took the tree to be the tree under which the knife
1: incident occurred.
0: Okay, that that's kind of kind of what I took it, and it was not until the moment that we saw the car for the first time you know when we when we saw justin show up at the car to give candy to ryan and we see that shot yeah. of the car it, it it was well enough drawn that when i saw it i go that's the picture yeah yeah that was that was the moment and i you know, normally a child's drawing is not good enough for me to do that but that, <laughs> but i guess well was it's a compl- visually c- yeah with a it's a combination
1: of of the drawing and the photography in the episode mm-hmm. because clearly they're picking a shot that
0: looks maps exactly to like it,
1: yeah the image that's been drawn it's clever
0: yeah yeah and then you wonder and then suddenly then suddenly why they keep going on about that picture in the in the interrogation room suddenly starts to make sense yeah You know, it's like, oh, this is this is although I didn't recognize it necessarily as the murder of Ezekiel. I'm like, oh, I'm beginning to get it. This is a place that's important to this story and it shouldn't have been. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so I I mentioned that. Um, Let's see. So if 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 the boy drew the picture as we saw it of. Uh, Ezekiel's death in the future, which is what he was manipulating towards the whole time. Obviously, from, from at least that point, he was on the path to doing it. Why didn't he see his own death coming? Speaking some in the future, in his mind. Well, because he wasn't manipulating towards his own death, was he? Hmm. Okay, I, 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 I'll, I'll take that answer. I just that was one of those like, are you are you drawing a picture so that you can get to the picture, or are you drawing a picture of a scene that you've yeah. You know, mm,
1: I mean, I don't I assume he
0: was fuel. manipulating his own death. I would hope it but. could well, be that maybe he, that's how he, he gets escaped. In, well, yeah, and see, he, he gets the father put in jail, Ryan or whoever, and he takes over Ryan. It could be a plan, <laughs> but i but i you know. <laughs> I didn't see that, but yeah, just <laughs> i I put it okay, let's see. do I have anything uh else here um I thought the biggest flaw in the episode is when they went to, when Perry and Kolchak went to Ezekiel's place and they walked into that hovel and they're looking around at the like pots and pans still sitting on the stove with food in them and they go, oh, father of the year. And I thought, oh, this must be where Ezekiel and Justin live, except that then they reveal this is where they used to live when the last death occurred before they moved to this new place. And I asked myself, did we ever get a sense of how long ago that was? I mean, was it like yesterday for there still to be food and pots and pans and no one living in that house? Or is that just... Well, it clearly wasn't yesterday. A, a kind of... Uh, <clears throat> That they didn't even bother to take their pots and pans with them when they moved out, but they took all their possessions, their Bibles, their candles, and all that stuff. I, I, I thought that was just poorly structured. When I realized that they were talking about that's their old house, it's like, well, what was the point of what was the point of showing us he's such a bad father by leaving crummy food on the thing? I, I didn't, I didn't quite get that. But I, if you had any thoughts or had noticed that, I certainly hadn't noticed it.
1: I th- I didn't think it was the biggest flaw in the episode. I thought the biggest <laughs> flaw in the episode was the 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 way in which the 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 ending the death of Justin wasn't really it, it wasn't it wasn't clear why Ryan did it and it wasn't clear what happened to the spirit and that felt like it was just a little bit rushed and it is not a big flaw but it then it's a pretty well constructed episode and there aren't any other bigger flaws I, I w- and I, yeah
0: I will say this I, just one.
1: in in ter- in terms of the pots and pans I didn't get a, a strong enough sense of um, that we know we know they'd left the place in a hurry and we didn't know that they were their pots and pans because they might have taken the place furnished we know that it wasn't like they were doing a moonlight flip because obviously they were able to trace them back but it does make sense that ezekiel would take the bibles and the other kind of paraphernalia that enable him to keep justin under control mm. I,
0: I, i'll add one other thing that i thought was a little weird I know why they did it, but it, it I thought it was strange. So after Kolchak leaves the interrogation room, he stops by Detective Carver's interrogation room because apparently they just are all open and everybody can just walk in and talk to everybody. Um, and, you know, he, he throws down. He never says it. He never says out loud that he knows Ryan did it, but he says enough to... To, you know, we know Kolchak knows, and we know Carver knows, and we know that Carver is taking the fall for his son.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All of that. And then, instead of ending the story right there, which would have been perfectly fine, we have one last flashback to when he was driving the boy home the night that Ezekiel was murdered. Mm -hmm. And we get that shot of Ryan suddenly looking scared, terrified, and looking over at Justin and Justin pulling the mask on and driving on. Driving it home too much? Unnecessary is what I was thinking at that point. But if you didn't pick it up from what Kolchak and the detective were saying, did you need that extra piece just to drive home why Ryan did it? Because you did kind of mention we don't really understand why Ryan did it. I think the answer is he was scared to death somehow.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And we got, I mean, we got that he was scared, I think, from the incident in the car. So, but yeah, I I, I guess, I, yes, I mean, obviously obviously that's why he did it it's it's more a question of understanding the path that he's driven from being scared to taking a knife and slitting his throat which is a, a bit of a leap it it is it is quite a leap if you're not talking about something being it's it's not like immediate self defence or whatever. I mean, obviously, it is a form of self defence, but yeah, yeah, it, it 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 could have done with it. It was like there's a there's a missing step in there to get from A to C. We maybe needed to see B, but you know, it's. Like I say, it's a, it's a minor flaw in something that felt rushed. I didn't feel that end shot was particularly gratuitous. I'm not sure that it was necessary. It didn't even stick with me until you reminded me of it just now. Hmm. But, uh, you know, that it probably would have stuck with me if I'd felt it was gratuitous
0: or over-explaining. Okay, uh, one last question then. On the whole, not just this particular episode, but you you mentioned it earlier, that at the end of this episode, you are still not really sure about what this series is about. Yeah. Is... Is
1: that a... a, Go ahead. Well, I I mean, I was going to say it it could be a series that is about telling interesting, spooky, little short horror stories like this one. And that would kind of be fine. But then it might as well be an anthology. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily need the recurring characters. The recurring characters themselves i don't I don't want to to condemn it out of hand. we're only five episodes in, and well, I suppose we're halfway through, aren't we but well, you know had it gone had it gone on longer then would then there might have been something there to develop, but I don't really have a sense of them, and I certainly don't have a sense of why it is they are journalists. you know you know if if you watch uh if you watch something like all the President's Men and you really get a sense of what the vocation is and what it means, and all of their actions are. Both steeped in that motivation to to uncover the truth, and also all of the kind of tradecraft of what a what a good investigative journalist actually does and I get pretty much zip from this mm. um, in in fact, I get less than that from Kolchak because he 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 says to he he says to to Perry at one point um, when she's trying to explain a, a, a different possibility. He says, "You you you work that angle to keep Vincenzo happy, like." You know, you, it's, it's dismissive, isn't it? You, you, you go and do your so-called journalism in order to keep the boss happy. Except what she is doing is journalism. And why isn't he doing journalism? And she asked him, what are you going to do? And he says, try to keep someone else from dying. I, you know, journalism isn't what why he does gets it. him up in the morning. What he, he is basically just paying the
0: bills so that he can go around being a do-gooder. Is there anything that would be more beneficial to understanding this series if we saw more of the promised, but so far not delivered, because we keep seeing it occasionally in the previously's? About you know Detective Fane thinking Kolchak murdered his wife, and there's been no mention of the hand scars um anything he didn't even he hasn't even bothered to check I think in the last two episodes oh nope, no hand scar here on this guy nothing like that and and does that feel like it's lost its way from what the story kind of promised at the outset? I feel like you know it's
1: it's probably best forgotten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay Um, So next time When we are looking at The Night Stalker We are going to be looking at a Two part episode That is The Source Mm. and The Sea So we'll do them both at once because it's one story So Simon, thank you for Joining me It's a pleasure as always And listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time On Fusion Patrol Fusion Patrol is a Lone Locust production. Like us, please consider becoming our sponsor at patreon.com fusionpatrol fusion patrol. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Stop by and visit us at our website, fusionpatrol.com. Search for us on Facebook under Fusion Patrol. Check out our Twitter handle at Fusion Patrol. Or just send us an email at feedback at fusionpatrol.com. Please come join the conversation. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf.